0: that's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, formally prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Three billionaire playboys. One, but also sometimes two lowly entrepreneurs. One chance to hit the big bucks. If you've
0: seen Dragon's Den or Shark Tank, this is the same as those but not similar enough to constitute any sort of legal action. This is Rat's Nest.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Rat's Nest. It's the only podcast hosted by three multi-billionaire playboys. It's a show where lowly entrepreneurs pitch their business and product ideas in exchange for our big money and cash dollar bills. I am Sherman Michael Schunk. And these are my biggest dollar bad boys. I'm talking about Jeremiah St. Baby.
0: Hey, what it do, Sherman? Buy low, sell high.
2: Yes, and I'm also talking about my friend Hank Ass.
1: Lock up everyone involved with the GameStop <laughs> stock market massacre. Support the millionaires. Support the trust funds and the hedge funds. Support the money.
0: Support the money. Yeah, I lost a whole lot. Those Some of those hedge funds are part of my d- bottom line. And these aren't your investors coming around with their GameStop? Stop the game, more like.
1: You know, I don't know how much of this we're going to be able to use because we generally release our episodes a full <laughs> six to 27 months after recording. So people might not remember this, but mark this as a moment in history when we stood up for the big guy who was forced to become briefly little, no big guy should ever be forced to become little for a second. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and you know what? S- screw the when you know the timeline of when we release this. I mean, this whole thing, uh, there's no end in sight, according to my my analysts with the GameStop situation. We gotta sh- we gotta do something, save for you know shooting a Scud missile into the stock exchange because I- I'm sick of this. Yeah,
2: I mean nobody's gonna forget this moment. This is gonna reverberate and resonate, uh, you know, from our generation to the next to the next. No one will forget how we rose up and we took the little man down.
1: You guys know how I pay a bunch of aliens once a month to come down and abduct me and sort of fuck around with me and show me their ship? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's like a bunch, you know, aliens were going around and then they saw my house and it was fucking awesome. So they abducted me and they were like, why is your house so much more awesome? And I explained money to them and then they were like on board. Wow. You explained money to them. Yeah, I was like, I have this because I have more money. Here's what money means. Here's And here's my uh, philosophy on what it means in terms of like relative human worth. And they were like, that sounds awesome. We dig that. We like you. You make us laugh. So then they kind of fucked around with me and I fucked around with them. And now they abduct <laughs> me once a month and I, I show them some money and I show them what I can buy and – All that shit. Anyway, uh, I explained GameStop to them. They're fucking furious. Oh, yeah.
2: And good. It's driving me crazy. These GameStops. These gamers think this is a game. They think this is some kind of game and they think they're winning. And you know what, kids? You got one life, which means when I throw your ass off the top of the stock market, when I get my hands on your on your little ass, you're done.
1: That is my guilty pleasure is grabbing young children by their tiny little asses and hurling them off the top of a building. You can't do it everywhere. You can't.
0: (laughs) Well, it's hard to sustain. It's not sustainable, but holy hell, it beats uh, clay pigeon shooting. He's absolutely right. We did it one time.
1: (laughs) We did it one time, and it was the greatest. It was such a delicious, uh, evil pleasure. Yes. It's like eating veal or what's that foie gras. Um, It's the sort of thing where (laughs) you know you shouldn't.
0: It's so rich. You can do it. (laughs)
1: Just for any new listeners, we're three billionaires (laughs) who do what we want, when we want, baby. And if we cross a little imaginary line in the sand for you, uh, here's my foot. Open your ass. Special delivery. What are you, a size 12, Hank? In your dreams. (laughs) I'm a 14. So keep stretching. Keep stretching is what I'm telling you, audience. That's one of the first things I got when I got my first billion is I got a foot stretching uh, procedure done so I can fit into shack shoes. The point is, if you don't like
2: what we're doing and what we're saying, bend over and stretch out and get ready to take this foot. And I hope you're quite tall because as you now know, Hank's got quite large feet, so. The
0: doctor really did a great job. I mean, your guy is great. Oh yeah, yeah. I
1: did walk around with crutches for the first 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> but I slowly got used
2: to it. I hate to change the subject. Um, I love talking about your body, Hank, but can I talk to you guys about something?
0: Anytime.
2: You remember when I told you guys about how I found that being John Malkovich style magic door in my mansion and it let me see through the eyes of one of my full length Oompa Loompas and I was using it to spy on my son so that I could try and befriend him and have him want to hang out with me. Uh-huh. Well, it turns out it was actually just uh, it was just the security office. In my mansion. Okay. And I'd forgotten that all the full-length New have GoPros on their heads that are connected to the security system. And the reason it took me so long to realize this is because there's been a major carbon monoxide leak on my entire estate. So I've been a little out of it and also a lot of death around the estate. So
0: you're saying when you're in that room, you're just a little woozy, mm-hmm. like completely out of it. And yeah. you thought you were inhabiting the body of one of your creations. And then you also thought in addition to that, that you were having a more richer- relationship with your son which right. by the way i remember you classifying as just you know you said hi to him a little bit more and you know the kid didn't immediately you know turn it around or whatever
2: yeah i was kind of waving at him from inside yeah i mean i was definitely still you know looking kind of through the eyes of the uh, of my oompa loompas but uh, well they're all they're all dead now because of the carbon monoxide um i don't know why i didn't succumb to it to that extent it mostly just kind of made me loopy but I mean, the worst part of all of this is that the last time I spied on my son before, you know, people started dropping dead is uh, I discovered what he's been doing all this time behind my back. He joined my old band. Come again? My son joined my old band, the band that I started with my 14 best friends, including my ex-Fice.
1: Broken social scene is the band you're referring to.
2: Yeah, my old band. Yeah, your old band. Whoa. They're still, <laughs> they're
1: still doing stuff? I didn't know you were a part of that band. Yeah, it was. I was number 15. Oh, you were the 15th member of Broken Social Scene, the Toronto Art Band uh, Music Collective of the uh, mid-aughts. Right. That I was in
2: with my ex-feist.
1: With your ex-feist.
2: Mother of my son. Might have heard of it. (laughs) Wow. Okay, whoa. Yeah.
1: Learning a lot about you right now.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I guess I knew the band. Like, you didn't play that big, giant saxophone, did you? Was that you? Like the big one.
2: Listen, we all kind of took turns playing whatever we wanted for the most part, but yes, that was me. So
0: we are learning quite
1: a bit here. I didn't know you were in Broken Social Scene. I did not know you dated and bo- and and uh, had a child with Leslie Feist, A.K.A. Feist. Yeah, my ex Feist. Um, I did not know that that band was still operational, and and I certainly didn't know that your son had joined it. What a coup for the young man. Bit of a coup.
0: But, you know, it's got to be a boon to his, you know, self-esteem. I mean.
2: Well, and that's what I'm worried about here. You know, first he's joining this one of my old bands. Next thing you know, he's going to join another one of my old bands.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, you've been in more bands? I've had a, I've had a long music career. You know, I've been away from it for a while. But yeah, and and I'm just worried that now he's going to start, you know, jumping into all my old projects, uh, making himself look cooler than, than I was, you know. What if he meets D'Angelo, you know? What if he meets D'Angelo?
1: <laughs> you were in D'Angelo's
2: band? <laughs> yes, I was in D'Angelo and the Vander. Wow. I mean, I technically I wasn't in, in the band. I was like in charge of, you know, making sure that D'Angelo was thoroughly oiled.
1: Oh, I see. That's really important. He hasn't joined that band yet, but that concerns you, the possibility of him sort of homing in on that turf as well.
2: First, it's Broken Social Scene. Next, it's D'Angelo. What's after that? Tell us. The Beatles. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. You were in the Beatles. I want you to take a look at Sgt. Pepper's, all right? Ooh. Okay, I'm looking at Sgt. Pepper. Look at the entire yeah. top row. Yeah. Who
1: does that look like to you? Whoa. Oh, the it's, entire... <laughs> oh wow. It's all you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's you in various costumes. That's right. For the majority of their run, and certainly through all of their <clears throat> albums, including Sgt. Pepper, we know there was Ringo, George, Paul, and John. Are you saying that there was actually a fifth member and that yeah. was you? I sold them heroin. So member in a in a sort of loose sense. Yes, I'm losing my mind at the thought
2: of my son joining the Beatles. <laughs> joining the Beatles. <laughs> I feel like there's not a great danger of that. I don't want to. Well, I don't know if you heard, Hank, but there's plenty of room left in the band right now. That's true.
1: <laughs> Wait. So you're worried that Paul and Ringo are going to agree that. to restart the Beatles with their old heroin
0: dealers? <laughs> Young son. But
1: once they find out he's been (laughs) there in broken social
2: scene and and D'Angelo and the Vanguards,
0: yeah! It's an impressive resume there,
1: Hank. (laughs) Can I just... I don't know whether this is a positive or negative development, but you've spent literally every episode thus far pining for your son's affection. Now you seem downright uh, angry with him, jealous, on the verge of uh, seeking vengeance. Are you, has something changed? Hank,
2: all I've ever wanted was for my son to want to be with me, not for him to be me.
1: Uh you dealt heroin to the Beatles so he wouldn't have to. Well, fellas, just to briefly update you on where I'm at. As you know, I created real life Garfields, they mated with cougars off the coast of vancouver they invaded C- vancouver and uh killed among other people uh the cast of a new uh <laughs> C-W, cw show <laughs> uh-huh. about about <laughs> young hot lawyers yeah and I was trying to get them uh, rounded up, these Garfield Cougars. I hired a Beastmaster. Mm-hmm. He right. spoke with them. He took their side. <laughs> and the last you last you heard, he was coming to get me. <laughs> right. The Beastmaster found me. He came to my door. And he kicked the shit out of me.
0: Oh, oh me. holy shit. Oh, no.
1: It fucking sucked.
0: You let him lay a hand on you?
1: I didn't let him. He just did
0: it. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's time. To do something to light a fire under your ass.
1: Jeremiah, that's fucking what I'm doing because he whipped my ass in front of my kids, my staff. He kicked my ass and he told me that he's going to take the Cougar Garfields to a safe place where they can live in happiness. You know? And there's a part of me that says, Isn't that what I wanted? Yeah. Mm. That's perfect. He's going to get them out of the way. It's no longer unsafe. But then there's another part of me that says, you don't get to kick my ass and walk away you piece of shit <laughs> yes so i i'm in training and i'm gonna track down that beastmaster on his doorstep and i'm gonna fucking so if you're listening beastmaster, i don't care how many cougar garfields you've got on your side or whatever other beasts of the wild you call your friends you're gonna need to soldier up because i'm coming to you <laughs> Give me yeah. six to twelve months yep. <laughs> of intense training in plastic surgery and steroids, and I'm gonna fucking beat you, you piece of shit, and I'm gonna beat you, and I'm gonna stick my long foot <laughs> up your ass to yes. make you scream. Give it to him, Hank, hey, can, can I give, I give it you a to suggestion? Him. Just to just
2: to raise the stakes even a little higher, because I know how much you love to get your blood boiling. Do it. When you schedule this fight, I want you to invite your brother. Zeus? I'm saying you knock out two birds with one stone. You beat the shit out of the Beastmaster, and you do it in front of your cool brother. So he goes, Whoa, wait a second. Hank's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, where'd Boom. that come from? Yeah.
2: Where did that come from? This is my brother.
1: Wow. I have respect yeah. for this man. That's the best idea I ever freaking heard. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. Good. Guys, I don't wanna I don't wanna get you too stoked all at once, but do you know who's training me? <laughs> Kimbo fucking. Oh, oh. my god. Oh, yes. I thought he was dead.
0: Is he? Well he's back, maybe. You know what? I can't wait for the weigh in. You and the Beastmaster. And
1: here's the fucking thing. After I beat him a couple
0: times, I'm gonna shoot him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna feed him to the fucking cats. That's what we do! You kick him while he's down. I'm barely gonna kick him while he's up. I'm gonna wait till he's yeah. down. You hear
2: that, you GameStop fucks? Cause you're next. Boys, I think it is time for our entrepreneur. Are you ready for that? Ooh, nom, nom. I'm licking my lips. And Hank, are you licking anything?
1: I'm licking the back of my hand that I'm washing my face. All right, very good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm as eager as a little kitten to lap up this tasty pitch.
2: And and you, the listener, are gonna lap up this tasty pitch from
3: Tom Detroit. Tom, hi rats. My name is Tom Detroit, but my friends call me Tonsils. But we'll get to that later. I'm the founder and CEO of Blue Smooch. And I'm offering you the chance of a lifetime to buy a $3.6 million investment in my company in exchange for a 2% equity stake. Hmm. I know, that sounds like a lot for a little. But just wait till you see what a game-changer blue smooch really is. If you're anything like me, your life has been a series of cascading catastrophes, mistakes, and letdowns, each one more costly than the last. Well... What if you could stop the cycle and truly change your life? How would you know? Enter Blue Smooch. Rats, quick question. What's the biggest problem facing the modern adult today?
0: Erectile dysfunction. Yeah,
3: probably erectile dysfunction.
0: You don't know
1: if bigger genes are here to stay or if you should hold on to sort of your tighter genes.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah,
3: I'm going to change my answer to that. Exactly. It's looking in the mirror. It's lying in bed at night, struggling to get to sleep, wondering if you should have done more. Every day, you're faced with a never-ending Tolkien-length list of choices. Should I shower before I brush my teeth? Should I let my baby cry for a while when it wakes up so I can get another 20 minutes of freaking sleep? What if you could move through life confidently knowing that, to quote Robin Williams in the classic film Good Will Hunting, it's not your fault? Whoa. Well introducing blue smooch a revolutionary new wearable judge of moral character simply wear the stylish blue smooch headband morning noon and night and after a pretty admittedly steep learning curve you'll be living a just life getting the best sleep you've had in years i know what you're all wondering how does it work it's simple Woven inside each blue smooch headband is a revolutionary new nanotechnology, the origins of which I cannot reveal, that observes and catalogues your every choice and action. At the same time, via Bluetooth technology, it's simultaneously uploading all data to a server in a mystery location somewhere in the Northern Hemisphere. The data is analyzed and cross-referenced and other things. And then it's fed back into your headband. Then at the end of each day, as you lie down in bed, if you were a good person that day, you'll get what feels like a little smooch on the top of your head from inside the headband. Rest easy knowing you did everything you could and live to fight another day. I love it. And therein lies the beauty of Blue Smooch. The Smooch. It's customizable from wet to dry, loud to silent, mustachioed like dad or smooth like mom. Pretty soon you'll be living each day comfortably, knowing that at the end of the day, there's a little smooch waiting for you if you were a good boy or a good girl. The chances of expansion and cross-promotion here are endless. The headbands are wide and have space for ads. Imagine this, if you will, Pepsi-Cola Blue Smooch headbands. Now... I have failed at a lot of things. <laughs> but this feels right. And on top of that, my blue smooch tells me I'm a good boy. Blue smooch, get kissed. Wow. I gotta say
2: great, excellent pitch.
0: Excellent pitch.
3: So, anyways, just a recap, three point six million dollar investment for a two percent stake. And that's because of the growth potential.
0: Right. Uh And just to, okay, so just so I understand better, Mr. Detroit.
3: Tom Detroit, but my friends call me tonsils, but we'll get to that later.
0: (laughs) I'm assuming it's a really complex set of uh, subroutines and calculations to decide, you know, whether or not someone was good or bad.
3: I don't feel comfortable describing to you how the information is evaluated. I just want everyone to put a sort of blind trust in the evaluation you get each night. And if we all live by this set of standards, then we can all agree that the same set of standards applies and the world would be simpler. Mm,
2: yeah, I think that's where you're losing me there, because I got to tell you, as a multi-billionaire, the more money we make, the more our definition of what is a, you know, a morally just thing to do and what isn't kind of differs from that of the layman
3: but did you hear how i there that the headband is wide and has room for ads i did and i really really like that
1: i'm picturing myself walking down the street with go daddy on the headband is that okay
3: i love it i love go daddy and the GoDaddy thing kind of factors back into what Blue uh, Smooch offers, which is approval from Daddy. We love Daddy. And wouldn't you just love a smooch on the top of your head before you went to sleep every day? Yeah, and I really like that part about
2: the headband. That's one of my favorite parts is, this, is that it gives you a smooch.
3: It gives you a smooch. And let me tell you, again, let me just remind you, the smooches are entirely customizable. Not only is it sound level and moisture level, you can put different people's specific lip noises you could attach a little track under each kiss there's there's a whole series of customizables that i haven't even envisioned
0: yeah you could have like a version for kids say around christmas and you could dial it up to make the kid think that they've been naughty or nice
1: absolutely oh my gosh you could sort of program it to have like a big bushy santa beard kiss if they get the smooch they know there's something under under the tree for them and if they don't get that smooch it's like well guess what
3: Work harder tomorrow.
0: Yeah,
2: you're, you're getting cold. You this know. is
3: the incentive.
2: I like the idea that these kids are, are, are staying awake all night waiting for that kiss, and then they don't get it, and then they also don't get presents.
3: Yeah. Okay, now imagine this customizable. Each headband has a little recording on it. You know, it can be a celebrity, like, I don't know. Uh, Hugo weaving? Yeah. Or... Let's stop there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Hugo weaving. Let's stick with the <laughs> a celebrity. As soon as you get the smooch, you hear, <laughs> you're a good boy. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that.
0: In that voice that everyone knows, undeniably, Hugo Weaving's voice. The
1: recognizable,
0: <laughs>
3: endlessly
1: parodied Hugo Weaving voice.
3: You know, I, I, I'm, I'm really shocked and uh, um, uh, nervous to be in the presence of the actual rats. So I was going to say Hugh Jackman, but as I said it, another Aussie came to mind and I went with Hugo Weaving.
0: He's Australian. Hugo Weaving's Australian? Know-
3: wow. Guys, come on.
0: As Agent Smith, that weird American accent that he does, I thought that was his accent. I thought that's how he talked.
3: Yeah. Mr. Anderson. When
1: you're a young person, there's this narrative that you buy into, which is that, uh, oh, Americans can't do English accents or Australian or South African or whatever. But, uh, oh, the Brits and, and the Aussies are who, mostly the Brits. They're so good at doing American accents. They blend right in. And then I feel like you get a bit older and you watch these movies or these... Uh, prestige HBO shows, and immediately you know who's a Brit doing an American accent, because they speak like a fucking
3: weird, deep-voiced cowboy (laughs) robot. And then the ones who pull it off, they scare you more.
1: They scare, yeah, you you always have that first thought where you're like, what a weird voice, and then your second thought is, ah, they're not from here. This is the strangest choice I've
3: ever seen. You know who I didn't know was a Brit and I just saw him talking his, his normal accent is Andrew Garfield. He didn't know. No, I he fooled me with his American. I got tricked. You know what? That
1: is a product that I've been working on. It's an you used the term right there. Uh Mr. Detroit, tonsils. tonsils? If I may say. They call me tonsils.
3: Uh, oh let me explain that. Tonsils!
1: Shut the fuck up! Tonsils, here's my product it's the product is for anyone who gets fooled by an accent and they feel dumb like if if like okay so that's a great example andrew garfield does an accent in a movie and then you see an interview and you say what the fuck you're not from
3: (laughs) spider-man's from sussex that's
1: it and it's it's not so much that he did that's okay on its face but he made you feel dumb he did such a good job that he made you feel dumb and now you want justice it's a little service where you can hire not a bounty hunter, not an assassin.
0: Like a tough guy. We
1: call them non lethal emotional bounty hunter assassins. A-
0: <laughs> and assassin. You hire
1: these guys by mail or in person, <laughs> or just sort of around they're around and you hire them. And for a small fee, they will travel to wherever these actors or whoever made you feel dumb is. And they'll, uh, non-lethally uh humiliate them make them feel dumb
0: i gotta take down uh james mcavoy oh what did he do oh i didn't know how fucking scottish this guy was Not he's that I very said, incredibly scottish, scottish. i did n- I got nothing against yeah. him i've got nothing against the scots but i thought he was british this whole time uh, until i saw him in an interview with uh you, you know, have nothing
3: against the scots but you have something against us scott this james particular McAvoy. scott this one
0: He's the most Scottish person yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> that son of a and bitch. And I felt
1: dumb. So he made you feel dumb. So how about this? James McAvoy at a dinner party that he's hosting.
3: With Andrew Garfield. With
1: Sure. Andrew Garfield could be their twofer. All of a sudden, boom, a non-lethal bounty hunter assassin busts in, pantses him, pulls Ooh. his pants down. That's not all. Gives him a red ass in front of all of his
3: Ooh. guests. And he's <laughs> howling like a bagpock. Yes. Spank that, Scott. <laughs> three point six million dollars two percent equity stake
1: mr detroit
3: i am my name is tonsils because i got my tongue tell him to shut the fuck up
1: (laughs) i think you shut the fuck up i'll when i want to hear this story i'll ask for it you you fucking weasel tom detroit all right, now tell me. Tell me on my terms, but it better not make me feel dumb or I will have a man at your house tonight to give you red ass.
3: Oh, sorry. I had my tongue stuck to a pole like in the film A Christmas Story, but I didn't wait for the hot water or a teacher and I pulled really hard and my tonsils were hanging out of my out of my mouth down to my chin. Oh, well, I don't understand how that would work. So my friends call me tonsils.
0: Wait, look, I'm going to stay with Mr. Detroit because I want that distance. I want that distance between us, (laughs) you know. I don't want there to be any confusion, you and I. No, business friendship,
3: forget it. We're talking money here, I get it. We're
0: talking money, and I I think that's a gross story. But I do want you to elucidate. Your tongue came out of your hole.
3: You know how the tongue is, like, attached to the bottom of your mouth, and then the tonsils are at the top of your mouth? The pull was hard enough as such. The bottom of the mouth and the (laughs) top of the throat were, like, sort of protracted. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and your soft palate with it. Holy God.
3: Can you tell when you hear me talk? I just thought you had dentures or something. I do.
1: I do as a result of the same injury.
0: And you know what? Let me just say this. I feel dumb now. Oh, uh uh-oh. I'm going to have to enlist the services of one non-lethal bodyguard assassin. Bounty
1: hunter assassin, yeah.
3: I don't think you're supposed to tell someone that you're going to... Have them followed, or oh, I'm
2: sorry. Do you make the rules for Hank's service? Yeah, you don't make the fucking rules. I'm trying to help.
3: You trying to help me? I want to work together. I want to work together with an investor. Is all I'm. Yeah, saying. God. All I all I can hear is his fucking dentures now.
1: <laughs> you try to help me. You try to tell me how to do my business. That makes me feel dumb. Oh no.
2: Your story made me sick. I'm gonna invest anyways because this is clearly gonna make a ton of
1: cash. But you make me sick. You make me sick too, man. You fucking piss me off. There's a part of you I like. And there's a part of you I want a red ass. Here's what I'm going to say. I wish you luck on your jer- on your journey, but I'm fuck out. This. Fuck this. <laughs> fuck. Thank you. Ass.
3: Hank, ass, you're showing your whole ass.
1: My ass is so huge and beautiful, and it's so big that you could never grip me by it and throw me off the top of the stock exchange building. Well, you never
3: could. I, well, well, I, well, luckily, I still have the support of the rats.
1: Let me just tell you this straight up before you get back on your high horse too high. When one rat leaves a sinking ship, the others are sure to follow.
3: You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take off my blue smooch, and I'm going to beat your ass. Hank, ass.
1: You're going to feel the full weight of my two days of training with Kimbo Slice. Let's go, you motherfucker. Hank, Hank, go for the teeth. Go for the teeth. Jeremiah, do me a favor. Grab him by the ass and hurl him off the top of this building. I can't. He's a squirmy fucky. I can't. Okay, mercy. Uncle, 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 uncle.
2: Uncle. This has been an absolute nightmare, and this is my goddamn nest. nest. You're disrespecting my nest. You're disrespecting my ass. My friend Hank asked. Can I count on your support? Yes, yes, you can still count on my support because I want to make money. Before I solidify this deal, I need you to make an apology. What? You son of a
1: bitch. Here's what I'll say. In six months, I'm gonna be ready, thanks to Kimbo Slice, <laughs> to take on a Beastmaster and some jungle cats. And on that day, Mr. Tom Detroit, Tom Tonsils Detroit. I want a
0: rematch.
3: You're going to go into a fucking coma. Hey, okay. Ass. All
0: right, boys. Mr.
3: St. Baby, can I count on your support?
0: Mr. Detroit, look, I'm not your friend. I don't like you. I don't give a There's shit. something about this product that I do like. There's a lot okay. of white guilt out there, and I can see this thing selling big on the white guilt market. <laughs> you know, okay. I can see a lot of people putting this on thinking, did I do okay today? I, it's not for me. And it never will be, nor do I think it's for any of these rats.
3: Nor would I even suggest that for you.
0: But I can see there being a market for this. Plus, I like the idea that it, there's space for two ads on there. Two ads. You can and have
3: Pepsi and Pennzoil.
0: Penzoil, Pizza Hut, CN Tower 2.
1: That is, first of all, my favorite line from your new take on We Didn't Start
0: the Fire. I like that line a lot. (laughs)
1: Pennzoil Pizza Hut CN
0: Tower 2. I'm ready to contribute to this project and maybe make some changes.
3: Once you give me money, I don't give a shit what happens. Okay, and this
2: is what I was afraid
0: of. I don't know. I'm getting the sense that, you know, you don't care that you're here.
3: I really do. And I want to hear your offer with Mr. What is it? Shunk? Jesus
2: Christ. We're in. Let's get this fucking creep out of here. Wow,
1: good riddance. I can't believe you both went in on that. That guy's a creep of the first order.
0: You know what, though? But the creeps often have the best companies. Yeah. Something about Facebook, it.
2: Facebook, Amazon.
0: Yeah. You, you name said it. it. That's, that's the list goes on. The two on. main ones.
2: Well, boys, uh, <laughs> what a day. All right. I want to thank my rats. I want to thank my rats here in the nest. I want to thank Jeremiah. Same baby. Hey, I want you to buy low and I want
0: you to sell. Way too
1: high. <laughs> I want to thank Hank Ass. Always a pleasure. And a big shout out to my man, Kimbo Slice. So far, yeah. the results have not been good.
2: Don't beat yourself up, pal. Save the beatings for when you're nice and tough. It'll be great. I want to thank our guest, Tom Detroit, as much as I hate that man's guts now. I want to thank Tom Detroit for joining us in the, in the nest. I want to thank Miguel Rivas and you can check out Miguel Rivas on Twitter at M-I-G-R-I-B-A-S. And also I think he's got a great podcast called Tony Ho. Check that out on CBC podcast now. And I want to thank Stefan, our producer, and I want to thank you the listener for joining us here in the Rad's Please join us next time. I've been Sherman Michael Shunk. Bye bye.